This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Nidell, and today's episode is Growing Pains. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you why trying to come up with a plan and sticking to it is a great way to go, but it's not the only way to go. So you may know that I am partners or part owners now in a company that is called Code. That's Comprehensive Operational Design Evaluation. And what Code is essentially is a framework for understanding your ability to have, I'll say, neuroplasticity as well as psychological profiling as well as personality assessments. It's kind of the, I feel very comfortable saying one of the most advanced tests in the world right now as it pertains to giving us a roadmap or giving you a roadmap of how your mind actually works and fires. This test is not a quick and easy test. This isn't a a Myers-Briggs test. It's not a DISC assessment. It's not an animal assessment. And all those are great, right? If you've heard those names before, then you're familiar. If you haven't, they're 50 to 100 question tests. They take 20 minutes maybe. They give a rough breakdown of, you know, your personality traits. I love those. Most major companies in the country will have you take one of those to see if you fit in with their corporate culture or the requirements for the position you're applying for. But they're a little archaic, right? There's a reason why there's different levels of testing. For instance, our test has 500 and I'll say 88 questions at this point. Admittedly, this, this test takes about three hours to complete. It's not simple. And obviously, that creates a barrier to entry. As you're listening right now, you might be considering, well, who in the world has three hours to take a test to get a roadmap back of their mind? I am asking myself the same thing right now. I understand that's a breakage point. It's such a breakage point that right now, we only have a 43% completion rate on the test. So if you were to go to thecodetest.com forward slash Ryan with a capital R, you can take the test. It's complimentary right now. It's complimentary. We're still in beta. It's not exactly perfect. It's, let me rephrase that. The, The test in the questions and the answers that come out are exactly what they need to be. The delivery system and how pretty the website is, is far away from perfect. And this is a test that, you know, the Myers Briggs test costs 297 bucks to take. Last time I looked, it might be a little bit higher than that. Our test will probably be $397 rounding. So if you'd like to get something that has a $397 value, completely complimentary, head over to thecodetest.com forward slash Ryan with a capital R. You might be saying to yourself, why does any of this actually matter? Like, where's the punchline? This is supposed to be about growing pains. Well, the growing pains are as it pertains to the business as a whole. I was originally introduced to this code test, I'll say the better part of two months ago, perhaps a little bit longer, a little bit immaterial for this exact moment. And this test was introduced to me by a good friend of mine, Bryce Prescott. Bryce said, hey, buddy, I got a test. Just take it. Give you a personality assessment. I'll dive deep into how your brain works. I'll get some brilliant people on the phone from Harvard or from Johns Hopkins, and they'll, they'll really educate you on the deficiencies of how you are currently operating and living your life. Well, for me, I'm a big fan of this biohacking movement, right? Like how do you optimize the human experience? What are we able to do to live a better life every day? And so of course, meditation plays a role in that. And I have 
you know, blue light block, blue light blocking glasses on my desk. And I have an app that now runs on my computer that eliminates blue light and harmful rays. Like there's these things that I'm doing fairly consistently, right? Even the float spa, cryogenic chamber treatments. These are all things to make my human experience a little bit better than I had experienced before. So when he presented this to me, I was incredibly grateful. I sat down in an original it's in its original form, it came across in a Google Doc. There were actually six individual tests that had to be taken one by one. It felt, felt very clinical. It's very cold, very sterile. Maybe you've been in some of those situations, right? Where you've had to take a test or an evaluation. It was it just felt it brought me back almost to when I was taking the ACT. Right. I can just imagine being in this very sterile room with dividers in between you and the people around you and everything's timed and monitored and you're being tracked to see how efficient you are. And it was uncomfortable, but I was willing to go through it to see what the benefit was on the backside. After having the test results compiled, which back then even with low, low run rates was a five to seven day process. You see, this isn't automated. You're taking tests and then really genius level people like Mensa level intelligence in these individuals are taking time to cross-correlate the variables and create your, your profile. This was a very unique experience to get this opened up. Like I, I, now they eloquently call it code breaking, where they were breaking down the code of how my mind actually was working at that moment. They break it down and they share with me my loneliness scores are high and my Fun, my ability to have fun is very low. And there's these things that if we make some tweaks and twist some knobs inside your personality and you're, you're aware and conscientious of what's going on, you can have a better experience as a human being walk around the planet. That's all I needed here. I'm in. I'm good. I felt so impacted by this, I asked if I could share it on the show. I asked if I could take their test and just share it with all of you. Really more specifically, if you could take it and if they would mind that you take it. They said, well, we hoped you would say that actually with the marketing and the, the podcast and things you have available to you, it would be great if we could partner up with you. Okay. Like it caused me to pause for a second. I'm, I'm listening, but now there's a different requirement because roles and responsibilities and headaches and hierarchy and planning and capitalization, like my mind instantly switches into that. Now that I understand a, a term called spiral dynamics much more efficiently, I switch into that level five, level six. Like it's an industrious mindset of how do you get from where we're at now to where we want to achieve, where we want to arrive. And so we bat back and forth. We come up with a plan. I say I'm willing to, I'm willing to fund the deal. I'm willing to take our resources as a company, as GSD Media Group. I'm willing to take those resources and help build code. Help build it in the point that it's at least where it's at now. Again, where it's at now is at thecodetest.com forward slash Ryan, capital R. And you'll see it. It's not beautiful. It's not perfect. But there is nothing that's perfect. So we go back and forth. Eventually I say, hey, if everybody comes to town, if everybody comes to Columbus, like I'm not able to really leave or don't want to leave. But if everybody comes here, we can shoot training videos. We can get to know each other better. So I have one of the team members, TJ, flies up from Miami. One of the team members from Chicago flies over, Michael. One of the team members from Boston flies in town, Zara. And we spend four days together. 
give or take, maybe three, maybe four. Some team members leave a little earlier than others. And we have this phenomenal opportunity to meet each other. And you really get to see people's true personalities in that group setting. See, I fully realize I'm the odd man out in this equation. I'm the odd man out because TJ, Michael, and Zara, they've known each other. They've got history together. And whether it's three weeks or three years, they have a different dynamic between the three of them than I have with them as a group. To be expected, right? I mean, think of you when you first walk into a new job or when you come across new friends. How quickly are you integrated and that you feel like you're part of the tribe instead of trying to get into the tribe? So we spend the time together. And the time is unique. And I'll say unique because here I am in the midst of what I will call true genius. You know, clinical researchers from Johns Hopkins, psychology professors from Harvard, really, really a brilliant group of people. But when it comes to sales, marketing, business automation, business structure, they aren't brilliant. And not that they can't be brilliant, but they have not yet experienced the lumps that I have taken in business. So without having that experience, you you really can't understand all the different variables. And can't understand would be a, a bad term. You don't understand where all the variables exist. And so we come up with a plan and we, we leave, right? Everybody goes back to their corners. And the plan ends up being that myself and four other individuals, for a total of five individuals, all own 20% of this business. And we can debate back and forth, admittedly, from where I sit. I don't know that that's the healthiest equity split. Immaterial at this moment. Doesn't really matter. Imagine the fact that we came up with a plan. But that plan was now four weeks ago. And if we're being honest, which I will be with you, my team has come up a little short. We've fallen short on the deliverable product. We've got team members that don't have videos created for for trainings. We have lack of marketing material. We we have a, a, a cluster of information that's not exactly where it needs to be. And what it really comes down to, in my opinion, is a lack of a true hierarchy. You know, as I sit here, there always has to be a leader. And a true leader, but a leader that people will respect. And it's not a leader in the way of leading with an iron fist or smacking your hand on the table, but there has to be direction which everybody adheres to and then follows on a week-over-week basis until you get to a point where you have a business that can be scaled and revenue can be generated. We don't have that. We don't have a clear-cut defined leader. Everybody would say they lead their part of the company, but the company is really only six people right now. Sure, we can talk about outsourced developers and my team members here, and the, but really it's only five to six people. And so you look at this, it's painful. Like it, was, it was painful enough that I had contemplated just saying, like, to heck with it. I don't really need this. Like, I don't need the stress of trying to figure out how to launch a new business when I have more business interests than I need right now. So much so that I'm in the process of selling some off so I can just focus on what really matters, what what my soul's purpose actually is. So as you're listening to this in your life, where do you have things that are slowing you down from your actual purpose? 
Like it's so easy for me to get caught up in the money. I'd have to assume as you're listening, there's things that you were doing on a day over day basis that you know you're doing to check a box versus because you actually enjoy doing it. I'll have you consider that you can reframe that possibility and only do things every day that you actually enjoy. And certainly we all have ups and downs, right? Not every day is perfect and I don't want to claim that it would be. What I will claim is that you can decide every day what you want to spend time doing and as long as it's marching you towards a desired outcome for yourself that makes you feel good from the inside out, not from the outside in, you'll eventually find success. But I stopped. I personally stopped. I didn't didn't raise the white flag. I didn't say, look, I'll just give it back to you. I don't want anything to do with this because I believe in the good of the, of the actual results of the test. I've seen it firsthand in my own life. And so there's pains, right? There's not the, the flag in the ground, I'm marching us forward, I'm the leader. But there could be. And so I woke up Monday morning and I said, you know, I don't really need to be nominated as a leader to actually lead people. I've been here before. I know how this works. I have to get everybody having tasks that they agree to commit, that they agree to commit to completing in a seven-day window. They don't have to be massive. We don't have to you know, eat the elephant in one bite this week. We just have to have a series of things that get completed from now until then. So I send around an email. Some team members don't respond to the email at all. Some team members respond to it very quickly. Some respond to what they can't fulfill their obligations. There's a hodgepodge of everything that goes on as it pertains to instant almost pushback. Now, here we are, three days in the week, four days in the week, really. I sent the email right around 5.30 in the morning, Monday morning. As I record this, it's Thursday, midday. And there's pains, right? We're still not... We're not lining up and everybody has an expectation, but nobody wants to really own the truth of the situation. And that's where everything starts. And it's difficult, right? Because we're all jockeying for a position in our own right. We're all trying not to hurt each other's feelings. We're all trying to be the best team player we can be. But it's tough to be a team player when you don't even know how the team is structured. And so we're, we're struggling to find our way. We have this incredible opportunity, we have this incredible intellect, but we don't have a plan. And the plan that I think we should have is different than the plan that TJ, Bryce, Zara, or Michael think we should have. And rightfully so, right? We're, we're five individuals. So the growing pains that we're going through are not, though, unique to just this business. You know, I look back at the car dealerships I've ran. I look back at the web hosting company I was a part of and eventually ran. I look at even the clothing company that I was a part of or that I ended up starting. They all had pains. Like this was not, we set out with a plan. Every business we sat down and had a plan. But the plan has to be malleable, malleable, however you like to say that. The plan has to have bends and has to be able to be forged into a direction that makes sense. See, it's great. One of the first meetings that I had with the code team, they decided, look, we want Dave Asprey to be a part of this. We want uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson to be a part of this. We want Elon Musk to be a part of this. And that was the goal. That's what we were going for. Those are beautiful goals to have. 
I'm certain that at different points when they see this and it's automated and it works, there'll be a play to have them at least give it their blessing. Whether they want to be a part of the company or not, that's up to them. But we have to do so many things before we get there that that's not even tier two or tier three or tier four. That's that's so far in the future, it's not even relevant for today's conversation. But it's tough, right? Because we all want the success. We want the $100 million company. We want the employees and the staff and the scale and the revenue and, and the success that comes on the backside of growing something that's truly unique. But what's difficult is checking all the small boxes before the big ones become obvious. Right? Like filing for a business, like actually creating an S Corp or an LLC. Filing for a patent to protect what has been created, filing for trademarks based off the name, creating corporate branding packages, creating a functional website, creating audit email follow-up, creating sales funnels, getting marketing materials set up, figuring out three different revenue models and see which one's quickest to go to market, then ruthlessly applying 100% commitment as a team to achieve just that goal. These are all things that are going to be required in order to make this successful. Because those things are required to make every business successful. You can literally have the best idea in the world, but with poor execution and implementation of the ideas, you're not going to get anywhere. It's just not going to happen. And so you think of your own life right now, and where are the areas that you may not be executing with excellence? Where you might not even have a plan, or if you did have a plan, you're so stuck to the plan that you can't see that there's a million different ways to get there, right? Like if, if our level of success is having Elon Musk be a part of the company, I'm very convinced that if I was given four days, I could figure out how to get him on the phone. Just how my mind works, just how my connections work, and just how I work as a person. But I don't have something to show him that would make him excited. I have an idea. I have an idea that just mildly executed that when you get the results back, of course, they're life-changing, but the way to get those results back is clunky. It's not automated. Well, that's not scalable. So you can't bring on new people. You can't add new cost structure to a business if you don't have revenue to support it. These are all the growing pains. There's always growing pains. Anybody that's ever told you as an entrepreneur or a entrepreneur, I don't care if it's an entrepreneur, I don't care if you work for somebody else, but if somebody sold you a dream that all this stuff was easy and it was just point A to point B to point C and that's all it was, they lied to you. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure in some capacities, in some instances, that actually happens. Every successful business owner that I know, everyone, has a story in which they had to outlast the suck. There's a part of the journey where we all want to turn back, where we're not making money, where the ball's not bouncing in the right direction, where the original plan is not going to work and you have to pivot, and you're questioning why you even started. I don't care if it's a lawn mowing company you want to start. I don't care if it's a tech company like Code. I don't care if you want to start a marketing company like GSD. All these things have pivot points that have to be implemented in order to actually give yourself an opportunity to reach what I'll call critical mass. 
Like the goal for me in any business is to spend time growing it, cultivating it, optimizing it so that I can slowly pull myself away from it so it doesn't require as much time because time is one currency I can't get more of. I can make more money. I can find new friends. I can have new experiences. I can literally get more of anything other than time. So when I look at the benchmark for success, six months from now inside of code, I want it to be a hands-off operation where the executive team, the original five members of the team, can be used in a more strategic manner to enjoy life and the fruits of our labor. But first we have to get there as a group. But in order to get there as a group, there has to be a dedicated leader. In order to get a dedicated leader, there's going to have to be a shift in ego. Because don't get me wrong, we all have one. You as you're listening have an ego. Yours could be low, as mine was according to the code test, or could be hyperinflated. Ego is not the enemy to me. An unchecked ego becomes the enemy. Not realizing how to leverage your ego becomes the enemy. Ego as a whole is a necessary part of your psyche. It's necessary to get from where you're at to where you want to, want to arrive to. So let me ask you right now. Where in the world, where in your personal world, in your life, are you letting these things get in the way? Where are you not seeing the pitfalls? Where are you so stuck in, in one direction? Let's say it's the gym, right? I mean, I've just ramped up my boxing training, finally, finally, finally agreed to an actual bout. It's going to be a professional bout at the Arnold Classic the first weekend in March. Might as well put that out there. It's pushing back my Ironman training. It's all this crazy stuff. I share that with you because there had to be a pivot, right? Like I committed to become an Ironman next year. That's the goal. That's what's on the sheet of paper. That's what I'm committing to. But if I'm honoring my first goal and I realize like, man, I haven't checked off that box yet. I haven't done what I came to do yet. Then I have to make a pivot move. I have to be more malleable. I have to change. And so sit down. I strategize with my boxing coach. We're now doing an intensive camp that the training I'm going through right now is more difficult than I've ever been through before. Literally sitting here ready to put my face down on the desk and take a nap at noon because my central nervous system is just shot. But I have to because it's a commitment to me and I can see how to get there. I just had to, you know, grow a little bit. I had to grow through some pain a little bit. Same thing as it pertains to relationships, right? Like relationships are not all linear. There are growing pains that come up along the way as you recalibrate what is truly important to you. And for me, what was truly important to me used to be truly being self-centered and being myself. But the growing pains I went through showed me that my wife and now my daughter are more important than anything I could ever have. The success of code, the success of a business, the success of the podcast doesn't mean anything compared to them being happy and the love they give me in my life. And then business. Well, like here we are with marching orders from four to five weeks ago, and those marching orders are shit. They just aren't going to work. Maybe the same way in your business where you have something you thought was going to work and you're so steadfast and holding on to that belief system that you're not able to see a different possibility. What I want you to remember as you go through today is the growing pains that you're facing, you need to lean into them and find a message through them to catapult you and propel you to the next level of life. Because when you're open to that possibility and you actually implement it, you'll see that every day you're able to get shit done.